following is a presentation of Gallery Church Downtown, part of a family of neighborhood churches seeking to display God's greatness to the world. For more information, please visit gcbdowntown.com. Um, the scriptures are from First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 through 17, and 23 through 24. Should that be 34, Pastor Ellis? 34, okay, cool. And if you have the Black Bibles that are under the Lord's table, um, it's on page 413. Got it. Okay. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Praise to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac, he confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. Sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest sing. Let them sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. God Amen. bless the reading of the word. Yes, and let's all say that out loud together before we sit down, that his love endures forever. On count of three, one, two, three. It is forever. All right, you may have a seat. I need to just jump right into this because we're doing a little bit different style of teaching today. I'm basically just going to give you a brief devotion, and then we have three testimonies from some people this week that journeyed with us throughout our prayer week that I want you to hear from. So let me, let me tell you about this First Chronicles 16 passage. In the Old Testament, in this particular day and time, God's presence wasn't like we have it today in this new covenant, all right? I don't want to make it where I have to teach you a whole lot. It's like there was an old way and now there's a new way. Let me just put it that way. In the old way, God's presence came to places, and it would inhabit a person or a place or would come temporarily and then leave. And to the children of Israel, that place was the Ark of the Covenant, And so the ark was a place where God's spirit came and there's scriptures in the Old Testament that talk about the radiant beams that would come out of it and there were so many things around it. But when God was in that space, there was a glorious part of heaven, which in the New Testament we call it the kingdom of God. It was like things were actually acting like the kingdom of God in and around that space. And so this chapter is that presence of God coming back to the people. And so this 
joyous song is all about their, their, their seeing firsthand, again, the presence and the power of God. So this would be probably one of the highlights that anybody ever could imagine, just knowing that God's presence was there. I don't know what there, if there was a person or a celebrity or a moment in your life where you were just like, wow, this is just, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength was just fully enveloped in the celebration of what was happening right there. I would want you to relate that to what was happening here. These people were totally overcome with the presence of God. So here, what happened here? This great event does not absorb it all. I want you guys to see this. I put it on the screen. I want you to process this. Because they just weren't excited that the ark was coming. If we read the verses just before this, David gave everybody at their household food in response to the ark coming. What in the world does that have to do with worship? What, 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 what this generous act, like everybody in the nation was blessed. And, and the thing I love, and, and ladies, I want you to hear this, because I think a lot of people think that the Bible is very anti-female. But if you read 1 Chronicles 16, David made sure that the women that were heads of household got an equal share of the food. God has loved you and cared for you throughout all of eternity, no matter how men have treated you. Okay, And so God is showing an expression here that doesn't matter what gender you are or where you're from, but everybody got a loaf of bread, and the translation sometimes comes as like a cluster of raisins, but sometimes the Hebrew language can be transitioned to a fish. But they all went away. So the presence of God, worship of God, spontaneous generosity is what this song that E.K. just read to us is in response to. Can I tell you, this is why we prayed this week. For those of you that were able to participate with us in presence, the reason why we disciplined ourselves every morning and every night, and as we learned to pray different types of prayers and for different reasons, is because what would happen if the presence of God was so real to us? I'll tell you this, one of the things is we're going to be spontaneously generous. If you're not spontaneously generous, maybe the evaluation point is maybe I'm not feeling the presence of God. Because God, when God is in a space, there is a motivation towards generosity. I love what the people here are doing. They're seeking the Lord. They call him a Lord of mercy. They remember his strength for their service. For the times that they've gone out for him and the power that he gave them, like they are forcing themselves to remember what God has already done and not saying to God, you better do it again tomorrow. Like they are just overwhelmed with thankfulness for the things that they've already seen. And too many of us have given up on our faith because we have forgotten what God has already done. And we're struggling in a valley or in a desert right now, and we are thinking God has never done anything. But yet I believe almost everyone in here, even those of you that don't believe, probably have seen moments where you cannot deny the fact that God was good. If you've ever been to a beach, an ocean, or a stream, or on a hike... I rest my case. <laughs> I also love the fact that the people were celebrating God because his face was good. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a moment. Now, this is the thing. Some of you that are in a desert space, you've had moments when God's face was really real to you. And now you're feeling like you're not seeing that same presence. But are you pursuing the things that God wants for you? 
They understood the weight of the covenant that God was asking them. So much of this song is in response to what God was asking them to be as a people on the earth. They, were, they knew that they were chosen to do great favors in the earth. They know that they were to give thanks and, and to express that thanks in a public setting. They knew that they were given their task by a divine, a divine authority. Let me just tell you this. There's a difference between me asking Olivia to do something and God saying, Olivia, do something. Can you just, can you, the goal of this morning is for you to feel like that God's asking you to do something. That it's his divine authority, not just the pastor that has semi, like, a job. (laughs) Right? But yet, God that actually is busy in the cosmos, holding it all together, and scientists are trying to figure out how he's doing it. Right? That God is talking to you, and speaking to you, and telling you things. And the children of Israel are singing this song because they have a history of God speaking and them obeying and them saying, God, speak again and let's obey. And why did they have to keep remembering it? Because they kept forgetting and they kept wandering. They're no different than you and I. These people didn't walk three feet off the ground because they were more holy than us. They were dirty as just as we are. And so today we're saying to us, it's like, let's learn from this song. Let's, when we sing, let's remember that we're being reminded of God's faithfulness. We're being reminded about what's true. We're being convicted of places where we've wandered, and we want to get right back into the presence of God. I also love the fact that these people, no matter what their circumstances, which, mind you, this is almost like Bronze Age. So just think human history. How would you do without plumbing right now, by the way? Right? So... I just want you to know that they did not have the conveniences that you and I have, but yet they were saying God's love was going to be never-ending. Like, they didn't have elevators like we have to go to places. They didn't have handicap accessibility. They didn't, they didn't have grocery stores. I mean, they had to farm for their food. They had, there were so many things that their life was more of a daily laborer. They couldn't Netflix binge, right? They couldn't do those things. But yet they knew in their generation that God's love was never-ending, How many of us in here today can say from the heart of hearts that God's love is never ending? I would say that there's probably a good majority of you that this is the last church on your try stop. You're going to try one more. And if it doesn't work, I'm out, right? If we're honest, that's probably where several of us, if not dozens of us in this room might be today. But I just want to tell you that God's love is never ending. Churches may fail you, people may fail you, but God's love is never going to fail you. But here's the thing that I want us to end on in this devotion, is they brought beauty to the location. This is, this, there's no better song right now for Baltimore than for us to get this chapter right. The presence of God, the people of God, spontaneous generosity. And so here's what happened. They were beautified by the presence of God. And this is one of the things we taught in our prayer week this week, is one of the reasons why we don't pray is because we've realized that when we pray, God changes us. And we don't want to be changed. We just want God to do what we're asking him to do, but leave me alone. And so right about the time that we start praying regularly, we realize that God's convicting us of something. And what is he doing? He's purifying his presence in us so that our light shines more brightly when we step outside of wherever we're hiding or whatever closet we might be in. 
The Lord is bringing us out into the light, and he's doing that. And sometimes that's not very convicting because we're praying like, oh, God, please help you know, Jane Doe accomplish this in their life, or would you take the mean spirit out of them? And God says to you, what about the mean spirit in you? And you're like, well, no, God, I'm talking about my friend. And God's like, no, I want to talk about you. And you're like, okay, well, can we talk about them first, and then I can close this off and leave, right? That's what we do in prayer. But these people realized that God was beautifying them. And they brought that beauty in response to God's presence. And this is what they did. Could you imagine what Baltimore would be like if there were people cheerfully singing? Could you imagine what Baltimore would be like if people were freely giving offerings? Could you imagine what Baltimore would be like if people actually had spiritual fervor? And I choose the word fervor for a purpose. Fervor is a word that just you can't read without emotion in it. Fervor is a word that talks about intense and passionate feelings. God is good. Is that fervor? No, no that's the truth. I just stated a fact. But fervor is me looking at you when I was talking about the fact that God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. That's fervor. But for something has happened in our life where we can't even express that in this room. So how are we even going to express that amount of joy when we're walking around people that we don't even know if they believe in God or not? But whether we're in here or out there, God is good. God loves us. He cares for us. He's made a way for us to be freed from our bondage and free from our sin. And so this chapter is all about us realizing that when we fully are aware of the presence of God, it changes us into worshiping beings of him that turn into generous people, people towards one another. And there is no better calling for the church of Jesus Christ in Baltimore than those two things. Actually, Jesus simplified it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In David's time, it was fish and bread this way and songs of praise this way. What does it look like in our generation? I'll tell you this, because of your goodness, we're in the process of trying to find a car for a woman in need in our church. But the problem is we're going to write the check for that and we're going to be running dry and we're not going to be able to do it again. So we're needing you to continue to be faithful. So some people don't need fish and bread, they need automobiles. Some people need housing. Some people need clothing. Some pe- we were able to give a jacket. There was a lady in our church that brought a double extra large coat. And I realized this week that one of the gentlemen that was providing security for us while we were praying was a double extra large man. And thank the Lord we needed him one night and he was double extra large. And I was able to walk up to him and say, there's a lady in our church that gave me this coat to give to somebody in need. I think this will fit you. And with joy, he put it on. I just want you guys to know that is the presence of God being poured out to other people. All right. And with that, I would like to invite Paige up. She's going to be the first one to share testimony with us. My name is Paige, and I haven't um, really shared a lot of my testimony with people um, in like a big public setting. So this will be a little new for me. Um, so I wanted to talk, or Pastor Ellis asked me to talk a little bit about my experience through the prayer and fasting this week. Um, and so I started this week very apathetic and not sure how I wanted it to end. Um, I wasn't feeling close to God, and um, so I just figured I might as well commit myself to go to as many services as I can. And if I don't get anything out of it, I'm at least not watching as much TV, and I'm at least, like showing myself that I have some sort of self-discipline. So I really committed to coming to as many services. Um, And I knew that when I came that I hadn't really been praying a lot and I hadn't really been um, having a close relationship with God. So um, luckily, 
early on I was able to pinpoint um, why I wasn't feeling that way. On the first night of service, Ellis said, um, one of the reasons we don't pray is because we don't think it will change things. Um, so this really resonated with me, so I tried to figure out why I hadn't been praying and when the last time I prayed was. And the last time that I had prayed was probably um, over a year or a little over a year ago or just about a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was preparing for my wedding, and at that time my um, mom was really sick. She was dealing with a stage four um, ovarian cancer, and she was declining a lot. And um, so I prayed really hard for her to come to my wedding, which she was able to do. And then um, I left for my honeymoon, and when I came back, she had declined significantly. And so like when I came home and I saw her and the state she was in, I was like, what's the point in praying anymore? It was obvious to me that she was gonna die. So I just, kind of stop praying and I um, I don't blame God for taking my mom and I understand why she passed away and um, I'm not angry with him but I think it did affect my prayer life more than I had imagined it would um, so I felt like I was able to pinpoint why I wasn't praying by being honest with myself um, and with me being honest with myself I was able to be because you know I didn't want to admit the fact that my mom's death like had an effect on my prayer life. Um, but while I was able to be honest with myself, I was able to pray honestly to God, and um, and I was able to ask Him to show me that He still answers prayer and to help mm. me in my unbelief because it was so hard for Amen. me to believe. Um, and also, I found like during this week that I also needed to be honest with others. Um, before the week started, my growth community started a little accountability email. And so I was, the night before, I was able to say to my um, accountability partners, like, I don't really want to go. Like, I don't feel motivated to go this week at all. And one of them said to me, your determination to go takes courage, and that alone is faith. And mm -hmm. so that really helped me throughout the week. Um, and then throughout the week, I really tried to be honest with my prayer partners, honest with my actual prayer requests, and honest with my prayers to God. So... I am obviously still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, worship is still really hard for me. It used to be something that was really freeing, but I still feel like that is something that I need to work through. Um, but I can see that I'm trying to begin in the next chapter, and I'm at least starting the conversation with God. Um, so in one of our um, studies, Paula, we talked about the Beatitudes, and um, we referenced uh, Matthew 5, 8, which is, Blessed are the pure at heart, for they will see God. So to me, this means honesty and to be pure with God and to have an open heart and God will respond. So I guess the three things I took away from this week was be honest with yourself, be honest with God and be honest with others. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paige. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sister. Andre. Some of you may have had a chance over the last year to get to know Andre. I want to introduce you to my brother, Andre. So work your way through this mess. Come on, brother. Thank you. You will need to hold that close. You too. I got probably enough wood just without it. But um, I am new to Gallery. I officially joined Gallery in November, but I have been visiting for a good portion of last year. And part of my testimony is about God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so I reflect on the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have Thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. 
And so God, I stand here because of his faithfulness. Yeah. Um, I've been in, and I'm still in a state of transition. Mm. Um, I have been at another ministry for 20 years. Mm. And God said, it's time to go. And with anyone who knows about transitions, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Um, thinking about when God spoke to Abram and telling him and Sarah to go forth into the land that I appoint you. And so during this time of prayer this week, part of the prayer has just been about this transition yeah. because... I'm coming to a place where I fundamentally know no one, mm. which is a new experience for me. Yeah. And so I am putting my faith and trust in God about new relationships and what God is telling me to do in this new season of my life. And so when I think about this week, I think about just, just the Lord's prayer and, and how God taught us how to pray. And thinking about the healing and the restoration and all the lessons that were shared during this week, all I can think and say is thank you, God. Because yes. God was faithful. Mm. God's been faithful. God is speaking. God is doing. Thinking about what Paige has shared about just being honest. And I just didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect during this week. Yeah. I know what I needed. Yeah. I needed mm. God's peace yeah. as I'm in this transition of, and also in the need of rest, yeah. spiritual rest, physical rest. And so coming to um, the evening services have been very enlightening and freeing because God's presence. Yeah. And being able to pray with others to just say, hey, this is where I am. Mm. And this is what I need. Mm. And folks understanding. Mm. I, you know, still, okay, God, okay, what is that next? Mm. But I'm confident in knowing that at this moment during this week, the mm. decision to be here was the right decision. Amen. And if out of anything else, I am confident in that. I'm confident in the relationships that I'm building mm. through growth communities, through just coming to these evening sessions because it's not the morning service. It's a little bit larger than the growth communities, but it's not as large as the morning service. So you get to meet other people. And so I thrive on those types of relationships. And so to those who I spoke with during the course of this week, thank you. Mm. Um, you. And so... I thank God for his faithfulness yeah. because you don't know what it's like to come into a place and you don't know anyone. Mm. And mm. God is challenging me about my walk from a very homogeneous setting mm. to a very diverse setting. Mm. And he's challenging me about what the kingdom really looks like. Mm. And it's not like I didn't know it but it's only when you're immersed in it when you start seeing it for real. Yeah. And so, Amen. great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, 
God, I thank you. And Gallery, I appreciate you and love you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andre. No, do we got to hug it out. Thanks, Chris. God bless you. All right. Lauren? Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Lauren. I'm his daughter. Um, it's weird because as the years progress, less and less people know who I am. So it's weird to like come up here and introduce myself because I just assume that you know everyone knows. But I don't talk to people, so I don't expect you guys to know who I am. But I'm Lauren, and I would love to talk to you guys if I just need you to kind of like migrate to me. Um, but anyway, um, fasting and prayer weeks are always something that I look forward to because I'm always very expectant of what the Lord is going to do. And um, there are a lot of things that I have been praying for, petitioning um, for. And when I came into this week, I was like, okay, so it's, you know, it's Tuesday. This is the first day. Um, by Sunday, I want to have all these things answered. I want to have all these things um, changed in my heart. And the really cool thing was that this week, the Lord showed me that having those expectations aren't good, that it's okay that like through this week, it's Sunday and today I'm celebrating because the Lord has started to answer those prayers and he has started the work and it's not done, but that's okay. And so I just want to encourage those of you in here that feel like the Lord hasn't finished what you want him to, that it's okay to stop and celebrate what he has started to do, but to trust and to, to say, Lord, I know that you're going to finish it. Mm -hmm. And so tomorrow I'm right back to praying and right back to fasting because there is still so much left to be petitioned for and to pray for. And I just, this entire week, I've had this image in my mind that I'm walking along the beach holding hands with Jesus, and I'm jumping up and down, and I'm saying, Lord, where's my present? Where's the destination? Are we almost there? And I'm stuck in that moment of him answering. Hmm. And it's, it's a hard place, but it's also such a place of rest because I know he is going to answer me. It's just a matter of waiting. Amen. So, yeah. Thanks, hon. Hey, I get to hug you too, right? <laughs> Thanks, babe. All right, we're, we're getting ready to, um, to continue um, to sing our way through this because the presence of God is here. The only thing now is we just have to let him work in us. Um, and begin to move. And so if you're a guest of ours, we generally end our gatherings around the Lord's tables. There's two of them in the room. We don't go to them by ourselves. We go as groups and, and we speak the words of the table to one another. It's not just one person saying, this is his body broken for you and this is his blood poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. And, and then we just take it. This is us saying, I need to hear it, but yet I need to learn to speak life to other people. I need to be good at telling the good news as well as I need to be uh, thankful for receiving it. And so that is the posture which we approach the table. There's actually a framed words on it if you need help to shape those words as we do that together. But this is also time for you to continue to bring burdens to the cross. Some of you maybe have denied the activity and you've just been reluctant to participate, but you just can't wait to get up and get a rock and get rid of it or you want to get to prayer. There will be people there to pray. 
Parents, I want to encourage you now to go up and get your kids. Let them come back down and end this time with us. Let them come to the Lord's, watch you at the Lord's table um, and participate in that with you. And they see you announcing the name of Jesus. But is God good? Amen. Yes. All right. Do all of you believe that God is good? All right, if you do not, would you let us pray for you that you would be healed from just the, the blindness that, that, to, to, that's keeping you from seeing God's goodness? I mean, that is something to be prayed for healing for. And so some of you today are like, you know, I just need to give my life to Jesus. And you can do it with a prayer just as simply as this. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me. I don't understand it all yet, but I know that you're true. And I'm just giving my life to you. Thank you for taking it. And if you prayed that prayer, and that's your prayer today, please let us know. We want to walk with you in that. So right now, guys, I'd love for you guys to begin to sing. When you're ready, you can stand. Parents, please go get your kids and let us enjoy this end of this gathering together. Let's, let's sing together.